Welcome to the Serve Asia Bible Study Podcast. As Christians, we're all called to share the gospel, but what about missions? This podcast tackles the big questions around going overseas as a missionary and its relevance in our world today based on the Bible. So join us as we look at the lives of people who've gone before us and talk to people currently serving with OMF. Hi, my name is Aaron, your host for this episode of the Serve Asia Bible Study Podcast. My name's Aaron. Uh, today we're talking about how just as Israel was set apart and a blessing to the nations, so we as Christians are also set apart to show God's goodness to the world. Joining us to discuss this is someone who has over 20 years of experience in church planting and ministry in Taiwan. She can speak Taiwanese and some Mandarin. And she lives in a countryside village in Jiayi County, a type of place where the average person may not feel very special. Welcome, Amy Gibson. Thank you for having me. Li ho. Li ho. <laughs> so, Amy, can you tell us a bit about your work here in Jiayi, Taiwan? Right now, we are we we've opened up a coffee shop that um, is reaching out to university students and young people. Um, and we view it as kind of a revolving door. We want to bring people in, um, especially believers, but also reaching out to non-believers, but especially believers, training them up, discipling them, and sending them back out and helping them to uh, preparing them to, to reach their classmates, their workmates. And when they graduate university and go into the workforce or go back to their homes to have uh, to be an influence in their communities and in their workplaces. So, like you said, sending them back. So where, where, where do they go back to? Um, some of them specifically come from rural areas, which is one of the reasons why we wanted to do this ministry, because we do live out in a rural area. There's a great need for the gospel out in these areas, very unreached. But we just felt like we weren't able to get much traction where we were. And we thought if, if there was a way that we could get more workers out, that's what we want to do. And that's where the idea of students came in. And, and we even have students who don't necessarily come from the rural areas, but they have a burden as well. And so we've been able to, you know, just train them up not only in, in the word, which is absolutely crucial, but also expose them to, to ministry opportunities out in the rural areas, going out to a school and running a Christmas program and things like this. So we just feel like that's kind of one way that we've gone about it from kind of a different angle is just kind of get workers out there. So you're training Christians to go back to places where there are very few Christians. Yeah. Okay. So um, this section of the study today that we're looking at, uh, it's about God's promises to Israel. So can you just help us recap what are the promises uh, to Israel and what must Israel do? I think simply said, Israel's um, obligation, Israel's uh, part is obedience. And God has promised to make them a nation. He's promised them land, but more importantly, that they would be a blessing to the world. And I mean, that's... That's the whole reason that Israel was chosen by God, is set apart by God, was to be a blessing to the world. So how is that similar or different for us as Christians today? I think for us as Christians as well, 
you know, our, our job, our purpose is to be a blessing to others, is to get the gospel out, proclaim the gospel, and let Jesus be known. Um, and so like the Israelites who, you know, God chose them for that specific purpose, it's the same for us. We're, we've got this um, specific purpose, this specific goal um, that is to make Jesus known to the nations. Are there, are there any differences you think we, we should kind of pay attention to? I think, well, well the biggest difference is that we have the Holy Spirit <laughs> that helps us to actually do that and, and accomplish that purpose. Um, and I think, um, you know, and that's, that's probably the, the biggest difference. I think there's um, also maybe a sense for, for us as Christians, it's, in my mind, there's proclamation, but then there's also discipleship and training. You know, we proclaim Christ, you know, the, the Colossians 1.28, we proclaim Christ and we want to admonish and, and, um, and teach everybody to follow Christ to the point of being mature. And so there's a sense, I think, for us Christians in our purpose that it's a bit broader in that way, um, in that there's more than just the proclamation. There is also the discipleship and the maturity that we want to see in believers. There's depth that we want to see. Hmm. Um, so for, for you, what passages in the Bible speak to you about your purpose, you know, this special purpose as Christians, and how does that make, make you feel? Well, again, I would say Colossians 1.28, that there's the idea of the proclamation, but also the, the, the training, um, the teaching. Um, 2 Timothy 2.2, you know, of just, you know, train others to train others to be doing that. But I guess I, I would think for both of those verses, the verse after Colossians 1.28, verse 29, and the verse after 2 Timothy 2.2, there's this idea of, of it being hard work, of it being striving. Paul says, I labor after uh, the Colossians verse. And in, in 2 Timothy 2, he says, um, endure suffering with me as a soldier of Christ. And so, um, yeah, I mean, those, I guess those um, verses are helpful to me in that I know my purpose, I know it's not going to be easy, and that's okay. Um, but another verse is, is uh, John 4, you know, the woman at the well. Um, you know, here's this woman who nobody wants to talk to, nobody wants to be with, and and that's a lot of our Taiwanese folks here. And yet Jesus approaches her. And this is on the heels of being with Nicodemus. Here's this religious leader. And yet to the Samaritan woman, he reveals himself as the Messiah. And I'm just like, that is incredible. But um, um, when Jesus, you know, after the woman leaves and goes and says, could this be the Messiah? Come, come hear this Jesus guy. Could this be him? Um, it, Jesus is talking to his disciples and he, you know, look, the, the harvest is, is, is ripe for harvesting. Um, but after that, he says, you know, whether you reap or you harvest, both can be happy. And so the idea that there's this process in that whole um, gospel outreach and proclamation, that there's this process and where we are in the process, we can be 
we can be happy. We can be grateful that we have a, 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 a place in that process. Mm-hmm. So like being content and having that sense of purpose as well, no matter what you're doing. Yeah, and knowing that God's going to work. He's going to work. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the passages in the Bible study is 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. says, mm. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, mm. God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Mm. So this is how Christians, we are described. Mm-hmm. Um, which of these descriptions really means something to you? Actually, the verse after where he says, once you were not a people, but now you are. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have. I guess I guess those are the ones that I actually draw um, more, I don't know, I- encouragement from just the mercy of Christ and just the, um, that I, I have this role. And it's only because of his mercy that I think resonates more with me. So for believers here in Jiayi, what, what difference do you think understanding these things would make in their lives? I think for the Christians in Jai or even in Taiwan and just, just from the working class backgrounds, there's so much pressure to, to make the money, to get um, position, to, to get face, you know, and, and things like this. And I think even the Christians feel that pressure. It's hard to get away from that. It's, it's like, a friend of ours who was a, a missionary in Russia always described it as a candle in a hurricane. You know, you just you just feel like at any time this stuff is going to blow and I'm going to collapse and everything is going to be gone. Um, and I think Christians have that here in particular, have that stress um, and that um, pressure. But to know, I think, that their position comes from God, their position comes from their identity in Christ, their position comes from, um, and their face. God gives them honor by making them his people, you know, like the, the Peter passage. Um, so I think, you know, once people, it, it's so fascinating to see people when they finally really grasp that, just the difference it makes in their lives. We recently had, can I share a story? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yes, please. We recently had a, a, a young guy who is just, he's like 24, 25 years old, but he's like a cranky old man. He's just so mm-hmm. pessimistic and he hates the, you know, the, the comparisons that are always made. Your kid and your kid is this way and your house is this way and your car and he just hates it. But he's stuck in it, you know, just because that's his culture and that's his family as well. Um, he's recently become a Christian but he still, you know, for, for, this was probably about almost a year ago he became a Christian. But he was still just very pessimistic and very negative. And, you know, we were just like, man, something needs to change. Something really needs to grab this guy's heart because, you know, he's not, he's not enjoying what it means to be a believer in Jesus. And so just recently doing a Bible study with, with one of our coworkers, Joseph, he, um, studying through Exodus, just the lights came on that I have been set free, that I am now, you know, a God's child, that, that I don't have to be enslaved to these negative feelings and, and things like this. And I need to love these people that really annoy me, that I really hate. 
<laughs> you know, but I really need to love these people. So I think there's something where just people just coming to grips to, with their identity in Christ, who they are, who God has made them, that they are his people, um, that they don't have, that he honors them. And it's a bigger honor than any anything they could get out here in the world. In the Bible study, it says, if you ask people what they want in life, they might reply, I want to be happy. Yet we don't only want to be happy, we want to matter. We want our lives to count for something to others and to our world. And this is exactly what God offers to his people. Do you have any, do you have any stories of when Christians don't grasp it and how that impacts their lives? Yes. Uh, <laughs> we've got another guy who came to us as he professed to be a Christian um, and he has some, a, a bit of mental health issues, but you know, um, Sean in particular spends a lot of time with them, just chatting with them, talking with them. Um, but he still wants so badly to, um, to get that job, to get that girl, to get that money. And that's all he can think about. And he knows it's enslaving. He knows it is. And he just consistently makes a choice to just say, well, but that's still what I'm going to shoot for. I know that God is better. I know it intellectually, but I'm still going to pursue these things. And it's just destructive for him and for his faith. I guess with these young people, what we've noticed is they really do want purpose. They really want something greater because they, they look at their future and they think, okay, so I'm going to graduate school. When I graduate school, I'm going to get a job. When I get a job, you know, I'm going to get married and have kids. And then, and then it's kind of like a, then what, you know, and, and it's so, and what they see in their families and what they see in their communities as they look at that and they think that's what I had to look forward to. It's almost soul crushing, crushing. For some of these guys but to know that man I can have a purpose greater than that graduating is great getting a job is great getting married having kids is great but there's more to it than that so um and we love to see it when when the lights go on in that in that as well so with that young man who's kind of navigating through you know purpose and uh, all that how do you disciple him how, how do you walk along with him i don't sean does <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah um but you know he's always at the coffee shop so there's always opportunities to talk with him um you know a lot of it is just love a lot of it is sean is very direct with him you know you see this thing and you know it's not good and you go after it repeatedly over and over why do you do that so He's pretty direct. He's pretty, you know, he brings out the Bible, shares with him. I, I think, you know, this guy, we are seeing some change. We are seeing him kind of struggle more instead of just saying, this is what I'm going to do. But now kind of having this feeling like maybe that's not what I want. Um, I think a lot of it is just time, too, and just consistent love and time. You know, there's this lady that we know, and she runs a shop. I think she sees herself. She's a, she's a believer, and she sees herself. Yeah, that she, you know, through her business, she 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 could be a blessing, mm. and she can you know pray and read the Bible with people at her shop, but at the same time she um, I think she doesn't she doesn't go to a local church and mm. she doesn't 
rest any at all. Like she opens seven days a week, yeah. 365 days a year, including Chinese New Year. And I think part of that is because she, even though she's grasped the blessing to others, she hasn't grasped what a wise life and content life. So it's the blessing parts there, but not the contentment in terms of how much money she's made. Because she's mm-hmm. open because she wants to make more money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that that's hard too. So that's the motivation to make more money. Yeah, yeah, because that's the, so that's what she says. She doesn't have enough, so she has to make more to cover the rent and so on and so forth. But it, but you know, it never ends. So she there's never never enough. So there's never enough time to enough money so she can close a shop to rest or or anything like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think we see this a lot. I was just uh, Sean and I were just having a conversation last week because I went to preach at a little church. And I was talking to the ladies there and just, they were sharing just how difficult it is to work, to, um, you know, take care of the kids and to be involved in church. And I just think at some point, and so on the one hand, I'm like, yeah, it really is hard. I think it's hard to be a a working class Christian in this place. You're at the mercy of your boss. You're at the mercy of, you know, you, you do have to make money and it's not a lot of money. Um, almost no matter what job you have, you're just kind of getting by. But on the other hand, there's a point at which people need to take a step of faith and just kind of say, I know I need that rest. I know God has made me to to have time for rest, that I need that. And I just have to take a step of faith and trust that he's going to take care of me. This episode of the Serve Asia Bible Study Podcast was brought to you by OMF Taiwan. This podcast was created to be an additional resource for the Bible study. To find out more about OMF's ministry and work in Taiwan, please visit omf.org Taiwan or search for OMF Taiwan on Facebook, Instagram and YouTube.